Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fam podcast, where I interview space holders from all over the world. I'm your host, my name is Carolina, and I am the Connection Catalyst. Today on the show, we have Kelly Bauker, an author, a medium, and a light language worker. Welcome to the show, Kelly. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am super excited to have you on as well, because we're going to talk about cool things like light language. And it's very important to talk about it because I feel like nowadays more and more people tap into this kind of language. And for some people, it might be not understandable, like what's going on with them. So it's important to talk about these things, right? Because weird (laughs) things can happen as a result of getting access to uh, light language and stuff like that. So I'm really, really happy that you... uh, there I have you on on the podcast and uh, so I would love to start with your spiritual journey and I'm sure it started a long time ago but I would love to know how did this journey unfold for you when did you have maybe your spiritual awakening or when did you find yourself on the path of spirituality and how do you did you become also the light language worker well it's a it's a great story I am going to just take a quick minute and say my story is actually in my book redefining faith that is um It says it's a woman's journey from wounded to awakened. And really, that is exactly what it was. Um, So probably the, to bring it right down, about five years ago, I started meditating. I had had a very sick winter and um, had lots of lung things. I had influenza A, blah, blah, blah. And I just was feeling like crap. So I Googled how to make my lungs healthier. And up to that point, I had never meditated. I've always been a seeker. I've always been very spiritual. But anytime I'd read a self-help book and it got to that part where you're supposed to settle down and meditate, I'd be like, no, I can't do that because this (laughs) this head goes all the time. There's no settling this mind down. So I I just didn't. But during this time, I happened on to a a guy on YouTube called Wim Hof. I don't know if you've ever heard the the Iceman. And I learned to do his breathing. And when during that process of learning to do his breathing, I started to get into an altered state. And I started to kind of milk that altered state. I would I would let it be longer and longer. And that was my road into meditating. And I was meditating pretty regularly for about four or five years and came into, let's say, about... I'm going to say two to three years ago, it was just about pre-COVID. And I was a half a bubble off plum. That's a, that's a main, mainer saying. Uh, I wasn't okay. The voice that's in my head that is always happy and fun was crabbing and bitching all the time. And I, I just wasn't okay. I just, I just wasn't okay. And you know, I was at the time, probably 57 years old, you know, I've been working as a teacher. I loved what I did, but there were things going on in the school system that were hard and different things like that. So I started doing some counseling, which I highly recommend for anybody who's struggling. It's a tool that we have. That's a wonderful tool. I had been going to counseling for a few months, about every other week. She introduced me to doing some inner child work. And I really believe that that inner child work was very pivotal in this journey because for one thing, she she encouraged me to sit down and journal to my inner child. I would get going with the flow of that. And something about me is I can't spell. 
So I get writing and my mind, I'm very intelligent, very good with words, but I wouldn't be able to spell the word. And so it would stop the flow. So I came up with the idea of picking up my iPhone and using my um, recorder, my voice memo on my iPhone. I would lay it on my chest. And because I meditated all the time, I would go into a meditative state. I would bring my little girl to my lap and I would have a conversation and I and we would talk my little girl and I would talk and it, it was very healing. And my therapist even said she was going to steal the idea because she said that, uh, you know, it, it was really, really therapeutic for me. It was wonderful. So little time goes on and we're in a session one day and she said to me, Kelly, I think I've missed an important piece about you. I want you to look up what it means to be an empath. And I I always knew that I was a very sensitive person, but with all of my spiritual seeking, all of my path of 57, 58 years, I had never figured out that I was an empath. Well, I'm here to tell you I'm an empath. And that was like the cork coming out of the genie's bottle. And that was in November of 2021, so only it's just been just over a year ago in January, I had a meditation. I set my phone on my chest and instead of trying to do the automatic writing thing, because I had the same difficulty with that, but I could feel them. I could feel my guides tapping. They were just trying. I mean, they would touch my face. They would touch my hands. I would, I would get all kinds of sensations. I would, one day I, I saw this orb up in the corner and it came close to me and I literally dipped my hand into the orb and it disappeared. And I, and I, and I did it one finger at a time. I mean, I played with this little orb of, of energy in this, in this room. It was incredible. And I mean, I'm, I'm freaking, you know, I'm like, Holy crap, what's going on? You know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was pretty wild. But so my meditations were getting more out there and more out there and more, more out there. And so one day I decided to give this a try. I set my phone on my chest. I went into meditation and I just started to say, let the words come, let the words come, let the words come. And when I meditate, when I'm really in, in a good meditation, I see things, all of the only way I can describe it is things will open and I see the night sky. I'm in the night sky. It's like, I am floating. I feel like I'm in the I'm in consciousness is what I am. It's so cool. And and I almost always get teary. I almost always, because I feel that love and that, oh, it's just the most beautiful, beautiful place. So I would, I just started to say, go into that space, go into that sacred space, let the words come. And I just started to chant that. And pretty soon I started to talk and they told me their names were La Cruz. And I'm like, really, La Cruz? Who? What the hell is La Cruz? What does that mean? I don't speak French. It sounded French. And they even they laughed, La Cruz, La Cruz, La Cruz. They said it was really quite funny. And they bring through this beautiful, beautiful message. And my mom come through, my mom who's passed. My mother came through with a message that was very validating of some of the work, some of the inner child work that I'd done up to that point. And from that time forward, I was able to sit in meditation, alter my consciousness and let them speak. And I call them downloads and I can ask questions. In that first download, I tried to, 
I tried to ask a question out loud and then answer it out loud. Well, that didn't work. That was a cluster. <laughs> and so they said in my they said in my mind, ask your questions in your head. So I can ask my questions in my head and they will say, because they know I want it on my recording, they will say, you have asked, blah, 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 blah. And then they give me the answer. You have asked. So I think, I think, okay. So that was in January that I that I uh, channeled my guides the first time. So that was January of 22. And March, I think it was 6th or 8th, I did my first mediumship reading. It lasted for over an hour. And I brought that through absolute concrete evidence that I had this lady's uh, father on with us. And once we got evidence... I had no idea this was going to happen, but I blended with him and it was this odd mixture. We, we recorded it. It was this odd mixture of like I would speak first person and then not first person and then it would be Kelly and then it would be him. It was this blending, but he was getting a message through to his daughter. And this was my very first mediumship thing. We thought we were done and I didn't know how it was going to end. I, I really didn't know. And so we're kind of, I'm kind of like coming out of my altered state. And all of a sudden he just goes like this. And I just know, I said, Oh, he's not done. And he comes through and, and she had been holding back. She had something that she needed to share that, that it was that. And then they talked about it. I won't go into the details of it, but it was something she needed to heal. And he knew she wasn't telling me everything. And so we talked, then that got spoken about and, and she, and then I've, since then, I've done quite a lot of, I mean, I live in a very small town, so there's not a lot of opportunity, but I've done a lot of mediumship readings. We're just starting, decided to retire from teaching, just starting to get my feet underneath me with the mediumship. And I'm in meditation one morning, laying in a recliner. And all of a sudden, my toes and my feet started to feel funny. My head started to feel funny. And this wave of energy, like a tsunami, just started to go. And I'm just shaking all over. And I call out, I'm, I'm, I was channeling. And the energy started and the light language started. And my hands started to go. And I'm in my head going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, what's happening to my guides? I'm saying, shit, dude, what the fuck is going on? But my mouth is going 100 and my hands are going. And I, I felt my guides pull into the sides like this. And I'm in my head just crying out, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. What the hell's going on? What's happening? What's happening? And they said, all you have to do is stop in my mind. And I said, is this for my highest good? All the time, mouth is going 100, hands are going 100. Is this for my highest good? And they said, yes. And I said, okay. And they just pulled. It's like I could feel them holding me. But they, but the front was open and that energy just ran and the light language came until it didn't, until it was done. And that's the way it works. When it comes, it comes. And when it's done, it's done. It's, it's really remarkable. So it's been quite a journey. So that, that happened in June. In August, they said, let's write a book. Took four weeks. I've never written anything in my life. It took four weeks start to finish for a 60,000 word book of my story. And it was their downloads. And the purpose of the first book, according to my guides, the team, is for people to understand that we all have this. 
and you're going to think you're crazy. And your my guides brought me ahead. My meditations, like when I was meditating before any of the big revelations happened, they would say, I would just hear this in my my head, you know, and you, it's like, it's just an impulse, a thought, you don't, you know, I didn't realize. Lights on, sit up, no music. You know, every day it would be some little different thing. What they were doing is they were getting me so that I could connect, I could shift my consciousness and be up and talking like this, because how can I read you? How can I do a mediumship reading for you if I'm laying with the eyes closed and, you know, in the dark and whatever, you know, it doesn't work that way. You have to be able to be altered and connect. And so this all has happened. So when, when the light language came through, I'm like, so now what, what am I supposed to do? I thought I was supposed to be a medium, you know, I could, I could wrap my head, although I, I was raised Baptist. So that's a whole, that's a whole other story. I talk about that a lot in the book. Because I had to, this, according to the way I was raised, is bad, is evil. You got to stay away from it, you know? So I had to overcome all of those feelings. And that's what I try to share with people. That's what, it, when you when you feel the Holy Spirit, which I did as a small child, I felt when I prayed, said my prayers and prayed to Jesus, prayed to God, the Holy Spirit moved inside of me and I felt them. I felt that love. I felt that connection. They're going to start the jigger jigger and I start to shiver. That connection to, to the Holy Spirit is exactly what it is. It's spirit. And I was on that path for a long time until then I finally was able to mature and let go of some of the old and, and be served by the new to be able to have this awakening that has come in. So I said to him, what now? What now? You know, we and we did, we we wrote the book, but they said, when I do mediumship readings now, I don't, I don't try for evidence. I took a class during that year, during that time from like January, March, whatever. I took a, an online class to, to be a medium. And they said, you have to get the evidence before you can, you know, let the message come through. What I, what my guides now have taught me is that I can just, I let whatever spirit wants to do come through. And I was, after the light language came through and the light language is a tool, I um, I did my first reading and I went into meditation before the reading, before I was with her. And I said, so how the hell does this work? What do I do with the light language? And they said, you explain it, you explain it. And they told me how to explain it, which I'll explain for you in a, in a minute. But then I would, I just let him come through. It was her husband and he came through. He's talking right around right along to her. And I hear a voice in my head say, ask her if she knows for sure. So I turn to her and I say, do you know for sure that, that I have your husband here? And she's crying. I think so. She says, I'm like, Oh no, that's not good enough. I said, give me just a minute. I leaned back and I said, come on, chum, give me something good. And he gave me three right out of the ballpark, concrete, evidential. I could not, one was showing me the pedestal beside his urn. And I'm not understanding. And I'm, but I'm describing, I said, I'm seeing this space. I said, I, I, I don't really see the urn, but I know it's, I know it's the corner beside the urn. Well, she breaks into tears. I'm to find out she forgot to take his picture. The picture was supposed to sit on the pedestal beside the urn. So he wanted her to know that he saw that and that it was fine and that he didn't care because she had such grief around forgetting to take his picture to the service. 
So, so yeah, it's been quite a ride. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is a lot. This is a lot, but mm. it's an amazing story. And as well, like how it can come at any point in your life, really, because, you know, I'm speaking here to many different people, many different ages. And for some people, it comes when they are like a kid. For some people, it comes later in life. And it's just incredible to see awakening in our humanity right now and all these things happening and so for all these people who might have similar experiences and they are kind of freaking out about it what would you say to them i used to say to my husband what does crazy look like what does crazy look like you know and are you going to come home from work and find me babbling in the corner if you do just know i'm okay because i've gone off with the angels you know I, i really felt and i still do i still do i'm i'm almost done my second book almost done. And writing the second book, all of a sudden they said, they gave me a list of names and said, these angels are going to come to you. So I'm going to dial 1-800-ANGEL-ARIEL and she's going to come write a chapter in my book. Yeah, that's exactly how it's gone. And I'm like, I'm just going, holy shit. I'm just along for the ride. I bring them to the party. But so what I would say to people is judge it by how it feels. There is never anything except love, 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 pure, beautiful love. Now, I'm not saying there's not overwhelming, and I'm not saying I haven't had some times when I've, like, like when the light language came in, and I have occasionally had such big downloads where I'm beginning to understand now it's when, it's just when such a, an intense knowing is going to come through and it's good because it's so foreign to me. They started bringing me through stuff that was close to what I knew and understood. And it was gentle and it was easy. Once light language came through light language opens the curtains, it opens the curtains. And so I will occasionally, I will just start and I will know. So let me, Let me speak a little bit about light language and what it is. Please. Okay. So this came in and after, you know, I basically didn't meditate for two or three days because I was reeling from uh, just it all. It just, you know, the whole thing. And um, I finally went into meditation and said to my, to my team in meditation. So what is this? And and I even think that when the light language came through, I think that some English words came through it with it and said, so you can so you can converse with your brothers and sisters, something like that. I don't know if that was exactly it. And so I I said, you know, I said to my guides, what is this? And they said, it's many things because. Caroline, I can be doing dishes and thinking about my grocery list and talk light language. And be in my head thinking about my grocery, what am I going to cook? But the light language will just come. And so I'm like, so what, what, what the hell is that? What's that? And they say, so that's a branch of the light language tree. And they I'm, can be out power walking and blah, just, it can come. They said, anytime light language is spoken in this dimension, it raises the frequency. It raises the vibration of humanity. And I love, I heard on some podcasts, something about, um, the, the rising tide raises all the ships. So people doing work like you and I are doing, we are raising the tide. And we're going to bring the people that live their life 
through completely their human egoic mind, and God bless them, there's no judgment, we're going to bring them with us because of our light, that we're going to raise their them right up with us. And I love thinking about that. Um, so that's one thing light language can do. So like when I drive the car, I let light language fly. You know, like, why not? It's something I can do for the world, I do it. When I'm doing a reading, a mediumship reading, if things start coming in too fast and I can't make sense of stuff, light language will come. And it's like, it, it, it does this. Okay. And then it will come in so I can understand it. When I'm doing a download and they give me some pretty intense stuff, I, I could talk for a long time about the different even concepts that they've given me that just blow my friggin' mind. Um, light language facilitates that. Light language facilitates that. When I feel if there's any confusion at all, light language takes away the confusion. But what light language also does, the thing that they, the way they said to explain it on the day that I went to do that reading, they said, tell her, this is a blessing from the angels and that her soul understands and that she just needs to say yes. She just needs to say yes. So when, when a light language blessing is going to come through, it will speak to, they have shown me like unlocking into the deepest DNA or I don't really know for sure, but it's, we come to this earth forgetting everything that we knew. We are God. I mean, we are extensions of God. And so we forget all that. We come through saying, okay, let's see what kind of a crapshoot we can do on this trip down here and see how, how evolved we can get. That's what, it's what the game is. It is the game of coming to, to planet Earth or wherever else you decide to go to and seeing how you, how you evolve. Um. So you come down here and you forget everything. Light language can go in and open things. Because when it happens for, for me, anytime I do it, it's for me too, because I'm listening too. Um, there's going to be a knowing that's going to come. And the way that manifests for me is like my... My downloads, you know, I will get, I get some pretty freaky shit. <laughs> Stuff that there's no way to prove. I have no idea. I know it's, I know it's what they're telling me, which brings me back to the, what you said about, you know, how do you know and whatever. I just know that I'm doing what I'm led to do. I'm doing it out of love. There can't be anything wrong with that. And anything that comes through is it's all about understanding and learning to raise your frequency and maintain your frequency at a higher level. They gave me a beautiful visual once. Do you know what a tinker toy is? Have you ever heard of a tinker toy? There's, a, there's an American toy. It's wooden blocks, like round circles, and then there's lots of little spokes that come, and then you put another one on this, and spokes go, and, ever, and then round things, and spokes go, and round things, and spokes go. Well, I was having a, a conversation with somebody one day, and they were talking about the end of the world, and we got to start saving food, and blah, 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 and it's 
all that negativity I, is not easy for me at all. And I don't mean to belittle it, but I, I, that negative stuff is hard for me. I started to feel in my body, and, and like I say, new things happen to me every day. I started to just feel this sensation work its way through my body. And I'm on the phone and I'm like in my head thinking, Jesus Christ, am I having a heart attack? I'm feeling funny sensations are going down my arms. My hands are feeling numb. My feet are feeling funny. I'm like, what the hell? So I hang up with her. But I, by this point, enough things had happened that I knew it was spirit. I knew they were coming through with something. So I hang up with her. I stand up out of the chair that I'm in. I get woof of energy. I fall backwards, thank God, onto my couch. My feet are still on the floor. And then they give me this download into my mind. Boom. And I'm like, and it was this knowing. All up to that point, the downloads would be like words explaining stuff. This was boom, a knowing that if I were to sit down and write it all out, it would have taken three or four pages to write what they gave me. But what they said to me was, is that my experience in this moment, I have infinite potential, infinite possibilities of what my next moment can be. And it's according to where I'm vibrating, where my, what, it, what I'm going to collapse and bring to me. I always thought we, we move towards stuff. No, no, we collapse it and it brings it to us. We are, we, are the, we are the center of the universe. We, each of us, are the center. And we bring to us all the beautifulness that we want to do. And they said, this friend is very likely going to experience the Armageddon. And she may even have a Kelly in her experience that she, whatever, over here somewhere. But that Kelly's experience is going to be over here where it's all rainbows and unicorns, quite frankly. And that, that, that it's all true. And that it, because there is no time, there is no, there is no you and me. It's all one. It's all now. And they just showed me that in this instant. And it just made me go, oh, I don't have, I don't have to worry about her because she's going to just get through whatever and then come back to pure positive energy again. So I have a question. So I have a question on that note, because I was yeah. uh, speaking to a friend about this very concept of like, okay, everyone is the creator of their own universe. So in my reality, um, and I, I will give this example, because I think that's what people usually like, relationships is a big theme, right? For example, for people. And so in the theme <laughs> of relationships, it's like, okay, for example, there is uh, someone, okay, I want to be with a specific guy, let's say. Okay, let's let's make it like a, I don't know, a, like a vocalist in like a rock band, right? Because I, I just want to be with him and I feel like he's my soulmate and whatever. And so in my reality, I can potentially create that we're going to be together, right? If I focus my attention and if I magnetize this experience into my life, meaning I'm going to feel it with all my senses, I'm going to feel how it feels to be with him and so on and so forth. Um, in this concept, I could potentially make it happen for myself, but then his consciousness in the other multiverse might be with someone else, right? So there is the, this question, like, how is the collective creating and versus, like, how am I creating as an individual? Because some people would say, okay, we can create, but we are also in the collective consciousness of everyone else creating. So, for example, for me, I would like the earth to be, um, so you know, all sustainable and we wouldn't eat meat. And let's say the whole world would go vegan and would be eco-friendly and all raw and natural and so on. In my reality, I would like to create this 
right? For the earth and for the whole humanity. But then there is a concept of like collective consciousness, what, what, what the collective is creating. So how does it play out when it comes to the download that you got? Like how does these concepts of like individual creation and collective creation play out? If I were going to um, compare it to what they gave me about the girl that I was on the phone with, the friend that I was on the phone with, I believe that what they basically said was that, so your rock band guy can have his timeline with this thing that he's creating over here, and you can have your rock band, the same rock band guy over here. It's all now. It's all now. And it, it, there are, there's infinite amount of realities. It's all now. So I would say it doesn't, we humans go on the whole duality thing. Now, this has been, this is a big one for me. This is, this is a really big one for me because I was raised with good and bad. I was raised to, to, being told I'm going to hell all the time. I was Baptist, so I mean, good Lord, you're going to hell if you look sideways. Don't make Jesus cry. As a little kid, I was told every bad thought I had was going to make Jesus cry. So I felt guilt all my friggin' life. It took me forever to overcome all that stuff. Um, but, you know, we... Okay, I lost my train of thought. So what about this collective consciousness when it comes to, like, creating the whole, let's say, ecosystem on Earth and how the whole humanity will go. If I want to create the experience that everyone will go vegan and we're going to take care of earth, can I, in my re reality, in individual perspective, create it for myself to be on this plane on earth where this is the truth? I'm, I'm going to answer that in a way that's probably going to feel weird to you, but it <laughs> is because, right. because there's, there is, there is an underlying judgment in that. Carolina, there's an underlying judgment that one way is better than the other way, that that vegan is better than eating meat. You, those, I'm not saying I have no opinion about it at all, but I'm just, I'm just saying there is a thread in that that says this is better than that. Evolving your consciousness to the place of being able to look at it all as it's playing out, knowing absolutely everything is exactly perfect, exactly the way it is right now. And that is that is a really difficult thing. All right, I'm going to share a story. <clears throat> I'm a delicate flower. I don't watch the news. I don't want to know the bad. I've been called Pollyanna my whole life. Don't give a shit. I live my life. I'm a joyful person. It's how I live. Way even more so now. I happened onto this stupid Netflix thing that was about um, fundamentalist Mormons. I went on vacation this, this spring and met, or this fall, and met a lovely young woman who is now not part of the Mormon church. She and I stayed in contact since vacation. She lives in Utah. And I think that's why that show grabbed me. I didn't realize that the this fundamentalist sect was like a whole different thing than the than the Mormon church. It's a whole different thing. The first three episodes, they were uncomfortable. <clears throat> I didn't like it, but it wasn't evil, you know. It was icky, but it wasn't evil. The last one, when this son, and this was all true, it was a documentary, when the son of this leader come into power, he went 
bonkers. He, he, he went power crazy and, and like little beautiful 11 year old girls were being given to these 80 year old men for their wives. And they were told to, to be sweet. The girls, they, they had big signs everywhere, everywhere, be sweet, be sweet. Women had to be sweet. That threw me into a crisis of everything for a little bit of time. I, I mean, it really did. I, my husband was going to bed and I'm like, I, I have to stay up. I've got to pray. I just got to pray. I got to get this. I got to get this. And so he went to bed and I just let light language just pour through me and let me release as much of that as I could to be able to go to bed and go to sleep. Since that time, I know they led me to that for a reason because I needed to have that yin and yang example in my mind. Basically, they came through and they said, we choose when we are non-physical, when we are, you know, okay, so Kelly dies and goes back to her whole soul. She sees her life review. She looks at everything and and then your your oversoul or whatever you want to call it kind of assimilates whatever will make it expand. And then you decide, do you want to come back again? Do you not? And then you make some you make some plans the way I understand it. And this is from learning from outside stuff. This particular part of it isn't anything my guides have given me, but they don't they basically say, yeah, you're on the right track. Um, so you make some plans to come back again. You choose your parents. You choose relationships you choose a lot of that stuff that's going to happen the big things in your life that that you decide together so what my guide said to me was a little female a, a soul that is deciding to choose to be female choose to come into parents that are in that sect is going to come knowing they're either going to be a rebellious or they're going to be abused and be subjective they know that coming forward they choose that incarnation for the evolution of it how much can they grow as an individual as a person on this time on earth in that experience in order for the person that comes forward to learn how to forgive and how to how to love and, and to let go of those bad things that happen, a soul has to decide to come forth and do the bad things. Right? Yeah, I, I understand this concept. You gotta have both. Yeah, I understand this concept and I'm like, yeah. it's not a, it's not in a way, I didn't mean in the, in the way that I judge that, okay, people should not do this or should not eat meat or whatever. But if I wanted to live in the world that is vegan, for me, as my soul expression, You're then exp can no. I create yeah. it? as from my individual perspective, because, you know, I can accept the world. I do already accept the world as it is because yeah. like, I don't have yeah, any yeah. resistance to, to that. Yeah. And, you know, like I accept it all, but if I chose, okay, I want to live in the world as this sole expression that the whole earth goes vegan. Does it, can it happen for myself as this expression? Because it's a, it's kind of like individual versus collective consciousness. That's what I'm asking. It's like, can I, as an individual be on a, let's say the, um, quant in, a, in this quantum potential of reality where it actually happens in my experience, let's say, or is it also dependent on what other souls incarnated in here feel about how they feel about it and if yeah. they are in alignment with it? That's a really, really big question, isn't it? I, I know. I think I'm. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, and I'm getting my shiver as I'm thinking of saying this. So they're Perfect. they're back in my play. Is um. 
just want to be careful with my words. I want to say the right thing. That would it be possible? Yes, we are God. So is it possible? Yes. It would take an incredibly pure, enlightened magic wand to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I so so you know we we chose to come down and have all of the the conflict and have the contrast and so that's probably an area of contrast for you or you know like it is lots of stuff is areas of contrast you know and so if if it was perfect if you were creating a nirvana it probably is an experience in non-physical, but but I really guess I can't answer that. My gut says that there's a path to it, mm-hmm. and and they they're not disagreeing with that. But but it's not what we necessarily came for. We didn't mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. to wave our magic wand and make it all perfect because if it was, we might as well stay in heaven. I mean, I yeah. use the word heaven, you know, subjectively, but you know, that's kind of that's yeah. kind of it. I want to share with you. So I have been a steak eater my whole life and I like lobster and all kinds of good stuff um and I have had some connections to mother earth but never like I've lived my whole life from my heart chakra up connected to the cosmos connected that's been me my whole life never particularly connected to the earth never particularly grounded I've always loved rocks. I've always connect. I've always collected. I'm very connected to water. So I've had some things that were of Mother Earth, but I never had that. Like I never referred to Gaia or Mother Earth. It was just the planet, the Earth, you know, the ground, the whatever. I didn't see this living, breathing entity that loves us and holds us and supports us until she merged with me. I'm in a meditation one morning. Same kind of deal happened. It almost knocked me off the chair. And I mean, this overwhelming thing. And it just, I believe i it was the first time that I toned. I'd never toned before, you know, toning, ah, ooh, 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 whatever. I just started making these friggin' tones started to come out. And then, mommy, it's always an interesting day around here for Kelly Colleen, I'll tell you. Um, it Then it was, I am Mother Earth. She just started to talk. And I said to her, because I argue with them, I say to her, I don't want to be a tree hugger. This is what I say. Now, I'm from Maine. Maine, we have mills, paper mills. We cut trees. We process trees. I don't want to be a tree hugger, I say to her. And she shows me in that instant, she showed me, because I've done lots of research about different things. So I've seen movies and videos about the farms that kill the cows and the chickens and all that stuff. And it's awful. It's atrocious. You know, I, it's atrocities. I hate it. That didn't stop me from eating meat. I mean, that's just the way it was. But I, I had knowledge around it. So she shows me, flies all these things through my head and says, every living consciousness on this planet has come forth with their purpose. She said, don't, when you look at the blades of grass that are in your front lawn and you look at the beautiful waving grass of the prairie, she said, don't feel bad for the lawn that gets mowed because that grass chose to come and be part of the human condition. And that grass didn't. That grass gets to wave in the breeze and live its consciousness out. And it's the same. She showed me that 
when it came to the cows too, and she, she said, the collective, the way that she showed me, the collective that is cows, cows come and have the fun lives on the farm. Cows come and live in the awfulness and, and are, are here to be earth. And she said, she basically said, that is because I started to sob. I started to sob because I could feel, I felt like I could feel her pain. And she said, no, sweet girl, no. She said, don't, do not cry. She said, in the same way that you bump your elbow or you get a skin tear, she said, yes, there are bruising and there's hurts on, on me, but I am fine and I heal. So she, it gave me great faith in not worrying about the planet. She's, she's going to take care of herself. And it also gave me a beautiful just this feeling of love, of being held in Mother Earth. She is a living, breathing entity. She sees us. She holds us. She loves us. And it just, it's a whole new, whole new ballpark for me, whole new thing. Because at the time, I was, my, my meditations were starting to make me be a little bit scared. And she said to me, she said, you needed to work on your relationship with me before you could go any farther because it's me that's going to bring you back. And I mm. said, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I understood that. <laughs> it's beautiful. So, yeah. It's really beautiful what she shared. And I also have this perspective, like, it's not like I'm going to cry now that like all the animals are getting killed and so on. But also I feel mm. that I incarnated here to spread awareness about, you know, that we don't have to eat them. And it's my right. soul journey on earth to be like, hey, maybe we can stop doing that. For example, right? In the same way yeah, as someone else's exactly. journey can be like, okay, <clears throat> I'm just going to keep keep doing it because this is my journey and this is how I learn. So it's beautiful to not come from a place of resistance, like not exactly. resisting what is, but I still can prefer the way that it has to oh, be because if I can not bruise Mother Earth for example mm, I choose right. not to and it's okay exactly. if some people choose to do it but I feel like you know it, we might also choose yeah. not to do it and so exactly. it's like we might exactly. choose to try not to fall and like bruise ourselves and we exactly. might learn how to walk better or run better right so that we don't yep. do it but it's okay yep. if we do as well because it's a learning process for all of us I feel and all our souls oh. um, are here to to just learn and expand and so all these experiences exactly. are for us to also give us context for what we want yep. so for me the context is like okay I love animals if I look into cow's eyes I could not just come and kill it like I just I feel yeah. emotionally connected to it right so, but mm -hmm. for someone else it could be like oh yeah I feel the the cow and I, I want to like thank her soul and just and just kill yeah. it and just eat it and and so on and so it's right. all it's all beautiful and it's all good but you it know is. my preference it personally is. is just not to yep. bruise mother earth and um, that's right. just that's right. just it you know <laughs> but One it depends biggest, on everyone <laughs> exactly one of the biggest epiphanies that has been in this awakening for me has been the 100% clarity and knowing that there's nothing going wrong. There's no wrong path. There is no wrong path. That's a big freaking statement. There's no wrong path. I mean, really? It's like, yeah, really. Yeah, and and when too. you can, when you can find your place to that and, and be able to look and, you know, any any spiritual conversation I've ever had in all the years up to this awakening, it always, and I would talk about my love for God, and they would always say, how can God let bad things happen? And you never had a way to answer that. You did At that time, I didn't 
have a way to answer that. You know, I just said it's faith and you trust and blah, blah, blah. Now I, I have such a broader understanding of that, that it's just so beautiful. And it's such a beautiful path, such a beautiful path to be on. It is, mm. it is truly, it's truly wonderful. Yeah. Amazing. And so I have a question. Do <clears throat> yeah. the guides, La Cruz, do they have anything to say to us? Anything or maybe um, some light language or whatever message you feel mm. like you can open up to, to all the people who listen to this podcast right now and will <clears throat> listen at some point, right? When we record it, do they have anything mm -hmm. to say or is there anything flowing through you that can help us uplift the humanity or heal us or bring more love or light? into us anything that just flows I, i'm inviting it now <laughs> I, i i appreciate that i would love to i'm gonna just <clears throat> i'm just gonna ask them and <clears throat> what i would say to anybody listening is drop into your heart and just say i accept whatever is for my highest and greatest good <clears throat> and of course i've got a frog in my throat I'm going to bring through, we're going to start with light language and quite often they bring through um, a message with it. So we'll just see what happens. Ara kozomoko oko uziki aramo o ozika tara koko o o aramo sekire katatara kata ora katara moko orukuzi ara katemakata oko ko orukuzike iramaka azakoro komarakatata azakire katatara moko rizikatata allow the light language to come into your heart allow it to flow into your energy system and let it bring with it the message that your higher self wants you to connect with. It is here for all of you, dear ones. You are loved. You are all on the correct path. When you ask whether to go left or to go right, You drop into your heart and you ask, what is the path of highest joy? There is no wrong path, dear ones. One step after the other on this earth. With love for your fellow man, love for yourself first. Look within to that inner child, start there. The collective is coming around to say that there is healing that must come from within that inner child, that inner voice, that part of every human that connects you to awe and wonder and joy. That voice was quieted when you were very, very young. Go in now and talk to that little girl or little boy within. Make that connection. Do it with love and gentleness. Let the adult you parent that inner child that perhaps didn't get what it needed when it was so young. Throughout your day, Check in with her or him. 
just asking gently, what do you want to do today to play? Let yourself play, dear ones. Let joy come from your heart. And feel the love that Source has for you. Yeah, they. Um, I felt vibrations all over my Did body. I don't know how about other people, but I, it just started from the heart, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna be open and receptive to whatever flows." And I it's beautiful, it. I and it. I resonate with it a lot because I also do inner child for work, like I facilitate inner child healing, going back to childhood traumas, and for me, it's yeah. also been one of the most transformative, most powerful oh, techniques ever, really, ever. because it can resolve things that has been, you know like encoded in our subconscious mind in a way that causes us pain but it actually we can reprogram it so that it causes us joy or at least be neutral about these horrible exactly. experiences so i just resonate exactly. with this message so much so thank you so uh, much for sharing it. this it's really you really so amazing. welcome you're so welcome and i you know when so i had kind of like the the western eastern i had the the therapy that included the the um uh, the inner child work, but then my guides have taken that and taken it to a whole different level. And if I were going to just give one little tiny piece of advice to anybody who's starting that journey of working with their inner child, it is um, let them be heard. Let them be heard. When I started the journey, you know, I would very quickly say, oh, honey, you know, you don't need to feel sad. Well, you know what? She might need to feel sad. It's more like, tell me how you feel. You say, you know, bring bring her out, sit her in your lap and just say, tell me how you feel. Tell me how you feel, darling. I want, I'm just here. I want to hear you. Tell me what you're thinking. And I have had so many revelations come out of doing that. Do it in the car. Tape it on your phone. However, it, it do it all the time. When I wake up in the morning, I say, good morning, sweet pea. What do you want to do to play today? <laughs> that, Amazing. That's how I feel. It is. It's a wonderful that's a way, great to, way to do it. It's it a great it's way a to do way. it. Yeah, so, because we lost yeah. these parts, right? We lost it on the oh. way, but they are still within us. So we can as yeah. well just connect to them and yeah, and the whole uh, make journey them feel is, happy. <laughs> yep. The whole journey is about remembering who we are, remembering the beautiful, fabulous, powerful being. And, and I'm 60 years old. This wasn't something I was born with. These gifts are in the ether. They're just waiting. It's like somebody on, on something I watched said, you know, everybody can sing. Everybody can sing. How much time and energy do you want to put into developing your voice? Mm -hmm. That's what this is. Everybody can connect to non-physical. And, and you just start the way I started, and I speak of that a lot in my book about that, those initial learning to, to distinguish between the voice of your egoic brain and the voice of your guides, because mm -hmm. that voice is right in there. It's right in there talking to us all the time. I still, I, I prefer going into meditation because then I get all my physical things and I do sometimes when the voice is going in my head, my jaw will, like if I'm in public, I'll just get a trembling in my jaw. And that's validation. 
which is nice. I'm blessed that I get that validation. But when I go into like my meditations, oh my goodness, then I I know because I'm twitching and thrashing and carrying on and shivering and crying and snotting and going at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's cute. A it's, it's a hoot. It really is. But so I know, you know, That's I know really that there's that there. So yeah, and my second book is going to be very different than the first. It's almost done. Is it, is it okay if I just tell you a little bit about that? Because sure. I, I want to just tell you about that. So when I put my first book to bed, I knew there would be a second one. I got it so that it was on Amazon and I'm all excited. I mean, I'm a little girl from friggin' Lee, Maine. This was a big deal. I've never written. It, it was a big deal. And, it, and I wrote that book in four weeks. We wrote that book in four weeks. And it's my story. It's the story of how Source taps you on the shoulder and nudges you along and how you don't think you're going crazy, how to not think you're going crazy because you do. And, and just how that that normal human response and whatnot. That's the first book. So I'm thinking, I they told me to leave it like a cliffhanger. I left my book at when the light language came through. That's where I ended it with just all kinds of questions. And it was kind of like a cliffhanger. And I thought it was going to continue my journey on. Oh, no, they had different plans. It took me three different tries to get the second book started. And I'm finally like, come on already. What, you know, Finally, I said, well, give me a download. So they gave me this download. And what that download showed me was that my downloads now are not word for word. I can't just transcribe my downloads because they come as waves of knowing. I, is, I think they call it telepathy. It's like I get pictures and I get just knowing. I get I just all of a sudden, there's not a, a, a words that come through. It's just I all of a sudden I know it and I would have to put it into words. to. So that's, you know, so that's what it was. And so for the second book, they said, we want it to be real time. We want you to sit down, connect, and talk to people about how to basically live in the fifth dimension, how to get from third dimensional thinking to fifth dimensional thinking, and that perspective, that broad perspective. And we all can do it. We all can. But how to get there and how to maintain it. And because that's when all that good stuff starts flying to us, right? That's what that's how we want to live our lives. That's awesome. So all these, I would sit down, I'd get inspired, I would write. Sometimes I, I'd have a question and I would channel and stuff would come through. So it's a, definitely a collaboration. Then they said to me, go get your angel book. And they flashed this one day. I'm, I'm probably two thirds of the way through the book and writing it, my second one. And, and I get this, they show me that this book that I have. I bought it about 25 years ago, never read it. They said, go get the book. I knew, they showed it to me. I knew exactly where it was. I went and got it. They said, type the names in the front of the book into this document. That's how they worded it. And so I did. I opened the front of the cover and it's a list of names and it's angel names. Okay. I, I mentioned this a little bit before. It's all these angels. And they said, they said, each angel is going to come. And I talk, I open and I talk to whoever comes through, but I don't spend a lot of time saying this is this and this is that and that is that. It's spirit. I just feel it. Unless I'm doing a mediumship reading, then I can hone it down. Mm -hmm. I got, I had what I would call a spiritual anxiety attack. I went right into this. Who the hell am I to think I can do this? This is ridiculous. Who, who am I? Who am I to think I can do this? Carolina, I am telling you, one angel at a time has come and give they are the angel of angels of the chakra system and they have come through and there's nine of them 
I thought there was seven. Oh no, there's nine, according to them. And and it's the angels of the chakras. And so the the last section of my book is, and each one of them ties them all together, and each one of them brings through processes to facilitate whichever chakra that we're talking about, you know, like the throat chakra is, is the, you know, so cool. Oh my gosh. So cool. And I only have two left. I have, and I'm really curious because I, like I said, I've lived from my heart up. So these bottom I've done, I've done angel, um, uh, Cassiel and angel, da angel Daniel are the two that are underneath. And then there's, then there's the next two and the last one, which is below the the sacral chakra is Angel Michael. And I cannot wait to see what he's got to say because I I that's where the chakras end, is that your sacral. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna see. So it's been it's been a hoot. It has been an absolute hoot. And I I can't wait to get it out there. But yet if nobody except me reads it, that's okay too. <laughs> because it's I'm been, quite sure that people would. It's, I'm quite it's, sure just a, it's just a journey. Well, the thing is, it I'm living such a small community, and I don't have, I don't have knowledge around. I love how you say you help people create space. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to, I don't know how to get out into the world except this. I emailed you. I got an impulse, and I emailed you. So great! You can email more people. I'm quite sure mm -hmm. people would love to hear your story because it's amazing. <clears throat> and so, for people who listen, they would like to know more about you. What's your website or content or somewhere where they can find more? Um. Kelly Belker, medium light worker, is a Facebook page that I have. Uh, Kelly Newt N U T E Belker is my just my regular Facebook. Um, I'm Redefining Faith is available on Amazon. Uh, it's self published, so you can buy that. It has a lot in it. I can't say that it was written well, but it was written. And uh, the next book is is being written a little bit better. And yeah. You know, message me on Facebook because I, I can do readings on online. I love to do mediumship reading. And I also do spiritual counseling, you know, people that are struggling and, and um, you know, just needing because we can bring the guides in. And sometimes, well, I, I anytime I've tried, I've been able to channel other people's guides so I can connect to your guides and bring your guides through so you can have more of a personal experience because they, they know you. They've been with you forever. Yeah. Beautiful. That's so really cool. It is. Well, if you ever need to talk again, I want you to call me because I would love to. And there are some concepts that they've given me that would take the whole hour to just talk about the concept. So it is it's a pretty, been a pretty fun ride. Thank you yes. so much. Thank you for sharing your channeling and your wisdom and your beautiful energy with us. I'm super grateful. Thank you. Thank you for the work you're doing. You're doing a great job. And I love your... It was your vivaciousness that made me go, oh, I could talk to her. <laughs> Thank you. I love, that. awesome. I love it. Your energy drew, drew me right in.